Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for healers, coaches, and changemakers who are seeking answers, hungry for impact, and open to possibilities. Join us for casual and epic conversations for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of unity consciousness and quantum numerology. The key to claiming your personal power, activating your purpose, and creating infinite possibility in your world. Seems to be a lot of glitches today. I'm so excited for yet another epic conversation on Rebel Radio with my new friend, Derek. Derek, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. Cindy, thank you for having me. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about who Derek is. Uh, I'm an ex- adventurer, an explorer, and uh, this has looked like a lot of different things. Uh, I've been a field researcher, a scientist working in Yellowstone. Uh, I was a pro athlete, uh, you know, pushing the limits of, of human capability in that sense. And, and uh, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, started businesses and coached uh, clients in hundreds of you know, places around the world. And now I'm a spiritual explorer and working on unifying science and spirituality, kind of bringing those two closer together. I love that. Speaking my language right there. (laughs) Bridging the gap. I love that. So before we went live, I shared a little bit of your numerology with you, which was new to you. You hadn't experienced that before. So I'm curious, what was something that really landed for you or stood out to you about your numerology? Well, it seemed quite uh, an accurate characterization. You said I was a seven and all the things you were describing about sevens is almost what I just said, you know, moving fast. Uh, Just yesterday, I was, uh, we're co-founding a a village, a healing center and immersive living sort of village. And we had a call with our co-founders yesterday and I found myself just wondering like why everyone was dragging their heels so much and not wanting to race ahead. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. As you were describing all of the things that you've done in your life, I'm like, yep, that's a seven. Check, check, check. <laughs> <laughs> the explorer, the scientist. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So tell us a little bit, you know, you, you said that you're coaching around the world and you're bridging the gap between the science and the spirituality. Tell us a little bit more about that. What does that look like for you? Well, I've had some pretty tremendous magical experiences. And uh, I would find myself wondering, you know, what is the mechanism that allows this to be possible? What what allows telepathy to be possible or uh, out of body experiences? Or, uh, you know, I witnessed a ceremony that started rainy season. Uh, It was kind of a secret ceremony I stumbled across in the middle of the night in, in Bali. And all these worshipers were climbing a volcano to do a ritual, which then began rainy season the next day. And so seeing these occurrences, uh, you know, once they were real experiences for me, I started wondering, you know, what is the, what is the mechanism? Because there has to be a way that they're happening, right? There's a, it's, it's just physics. And what I find fascinating is that at the, at the higher levels of understanding, there's really no spirituality. It's just, this is the way the universe works. And yep. so it seems like spirituality to us, but really, uh, if you have a full understanding of the mechanisms of the universe, then that's, you know, 
can be pretty mundane. Yeah, it's just the way it is, right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. And yet when we're connected to that energy, it feels so powerful. And then I think that's why we label it as spirituality, because we don't really have other words to describe what that's like. Yeah. And, you know, what's, what's exciting is, uh, you know, I think often about fractals and how, uh looking at looking at my broccoli or something like that and and the, and the branching patterns of of the examples in nature and i relate that to consciousness to divinity and like we're we're farther down the the branching chain of the fractal of divinity but we're still connected to the whole part of it and uh it, it brings me some satisfaction knowing you know like i might be far removed and have forgotten a lot of this but that it's, it's still all connected. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that leads me to one of my favorite questions on the show. What does unity consciousness mean to you? Um, well, perhaps I can, uh, there was a, I was, I can't remember if this was a mushrooms or ayahuasca experience, but I had the sense I was looking at my physical body and normally we have this sense of like my skin is the edge of my body and the mm -hmm. air is a, a different thing, but really it's just a field of atoms. Like there's atoms in the air and then there's atoms in your hand and it goes back to being air or water or whatever you're in. And so I, I, I really saw that there was um, other than how like we're organized, right? We're organized as a biological uh, entity, but there, there was, there's no difference in terms of like, everything is just made up of stuff. And that really helped me just, just see, you know, here's some stardust over here. That's not me. And here's some that's me. And I have this sense that I'm a container, which, which I am. Um, but I also saw the, the sameness of me and everything else from a sort of a, uh, atomic level. Yeah. I love that. We're all just stuff. We're just made up of stuff. <laughs> And that's a scientific term right there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So what kind of rituals or habits do you have in place for yourself to stay devoted to unity consciousness in your life and in your business? Well, honestly, I could probably spend my whole day doing practices and rituals because uh, sometimes on a Saturday when I don't have a lot on my schedule, I find that I spend a lot <laughs> By, by evening time, I'm finally done with my routine. So, um, <laughs> you know, I have this, it ties in with business, but this sort of morning routine where I where I get up and I drink, you know, I, I bless my water and then I drink my water and then I go stand on the earth and I acknowledge the sun and, I, and the directions in nature and I, you know, let myself uh, feel connected in that, that way. And then because of my experience as a cyclist, you know, I'm often, uh, you know, I'll jump on the trampoline or do some stretching, you know, just to activate the physical body and feel strong in my physical body. When I, when I can slow down enough to have some silence and some spaciousness to allow whatever it is, insight, creativity, or guidance come in, you know, that that's always great, but I, I move so fast that it's hard to slow down sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Spoken like a true seven. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> so so there's some some examples. I do a lot of uh, a lot of chanting, uh, activating different parts of the body with different tones. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I love that. I love that. So as an entrepreneur, I mean, serial entrepreneur, I think is what you called yourself. Um, how do you see us letting go of some of the old patterns, the old ways of doing business so that as entrepreneurs, we can step into more of a unity model? I think, I think one place to fall back is just being mindful of whether you're, whether you're being in service to others and how, you prefer to be in service, um, and it can it can be just uh, throughout your day some some sort of trigger that that has you say, um, okay. Per personally, for me, I'm in service of like the human experience, like the the powerful lessons of being alive as a human, and, and the excitement and joy that we can experience, and the range of emotions, and you know, seeking new experiences and trying things. So. Um, you know, a lot of my work is in service in that regard. And so if I find myself mm, feeling needy or greedy or embarrassed or, or whatever, like that's, that's not in service. That's, you, you know, kind of slipping into either just thought patterns or service to self, you know, like, Oh, there's not enough or, Oh, there's whatever. So just simply coming back to, remembering the ways in which I prefer to be of service um, kind of lets, lets my work flow from there. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so important, you know, because as entrepreneurs, we've been trained and programmed to be producers, to get shit done. And some, I used to be notorious for this. I would sit in front of my computer for hours and exhaust myself just because I think that if I just worked a little bit harder, somehow I would magically break through. And that didn't work out in my favor, obviously. And so I think it's so important that we're always checking in with ourselves and our emotional states and where am I actually coming from in this moment and am I in alignment with my values or am I doing this for the almighty dollar or am I doing this in service I think that's so important I love that yeah you know I uh, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and um, I get this idea from uh, Ray Dalio he wrote this book principles and if you have this set of operating values and principles that you can work from then it's really easy also when you're coaching someone to, you could even do it non-verbally, right? Like if, so so one of our lead values is working from infinite possibility, right? Mm -hmm. So if I can tell that you're just limiting yourself, if you're saying like, well, I can't do it because of X, Y, Z, well, yeah. you're not working from unlimited possibility. So I can just tell you like, you know, try again. <laughs> <laughs> right? And what if? this was possible. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to ask clients. What if, what if, what if you could, what if you didn't need that to make that happen? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think that's so important. And you know, values for me, it makes decision-making the easiest thing in the world, because if it's in alignment with your values, then the answer is yes. And if it's not, then the answer is no. And to me, it just made things so much easier once I knew what those core values were. I think that's so important. Yeah, the uh, the tricky part is when so I have two little kids and I have like a really high value of being present with them, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard for me to tell when when they're 
like, especially if I've achieved sort of some of the most important things of my day and I'm on a roll and I'm like, I should take advantage of this. And then they're like, come play with us. Like, don't miss this moment. And I'm like, ooh, which value is the, the actual highest here? <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you still got to be aware and check in with yourself. Definitely. Oh, I love that. So here at Rebel Radio, we also love to have the conversation around wealth. And I am very curious how you define wealth in your life. Well, I, I have this, this framework, this theory that I've put together, which is uh, which I call the five levels of abundance. And I have seen that a focus on money actually robs people of abundance. Yes, and it does. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, um, it's just one avenue, right? And so working with the idea that abundance or perhaps wealth is doing what you need to do when you need to do it, then there are many ways that that can happen. And if you're focusing on money, uh, you're sort of limiting the universe, which is unlimited. Yeah. And um, there's there's lots of m almost more exciting and more magical ways that can happen. Let's say you want to buy um, uh, buy a building, right? A house or a, a something, a brick and mortar store or whatever it is, like. You could buy it, you could uh, trade for it, you could win it in a in some sort of a contest. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody could give it to you. Uh, you could, and then there's like combinations of all these different parts. Or you could, you know, occupy it w without having to buy it. Maybe there's a better idea. And so, all of a sudden, you know, that's just a few off the top of my head. Um, but then there's there's many ways to actually do what it is that you you need to do yeah i love that there's always possibility right one of the exercises that i share with my clients all the time is doing a list of 100 possibilities to open up your mind to the possibility that there could be more that there could be more opportunity and every time i even my, for myself when we do it we write and we write and we write and we get to about 20 or 25 possibilities. And then all of a sudden the brain goes, nope, there's no more possibilities. And it just shuts down. And it's in that moment that I say, keep going. Like, as you said, just try again, try again, right? Because there's something that happens when you hit around 64 possibilities. It's like the mind just cracks open and all of a sudden starts thinking in possibility. I love that exercise. And I think that's so important to just always be looking for the opportunity because it doesn't always have to be the exchange of dollars for the thing that you want. I love that. That's like really cool exercise. Um, I noticed I, you were writing it down. He's like, yeah. I want to do this exercise. Well, yeah. it's, it's really interesting because uh, what I assume is the first 20, 25, right, is the ones you already sort of knew of. Yeah, the, those are the sure. ones that are easily available. And then uh, to get to 100, you have to like pull somewhere the ones that you never knew of. Yes. And notice I said list of possibilities, not probabilities. Right. So you get to stretch it. So this is something that we do in our course, Money Mojo. And we literally get things like aliens drop money from the sky. Uh, my cat poops money out. <laughs> like all of these possibilities that occur, <laughs> that occur right? We get some pretty wild answers. It's a lot of fun. Definitely an exercise I recommend. <laughs> I love Man, it. Man, I I'll have to I'll have to start changing my cat's litter box. 
<laughs> right? You never know what you might find in there. <laughs> I love it. So tell us, Derek, one truth. Every guest that I ask this question, they're like, really, one? What is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? Um, well, I'll just pull something from, again, my time as a pro athlete. And um, there's, there's a lot that goes into it beyond just training and competing. Mm -hmm. There's um, understanding your own psychology and your diet and nutrition, but it's, there's, a, um, you know, managing your state, your attitude, your attention. Um, yeah, really attention is a big part of it, but also allowing, right, allowing the recovery process to happen. You can't, you can't accelerate the, the growth of muscles that much. Um, so I would say, you know, managing your, your personal state and ensuring that you, whenever you, you sit down to do your most important work or these, these peak moments that are going to really make a difference to your career, you need to be at your most powerful, your, your most optimal state and functionality. And then it becomes really easy to do pretty impressive things. Yeah. Uh, and so partly that's also just like wherever you're leaking power, like staying up too late, getting in arguments, getting in negative thought spirals, uh, you know, eating crappy foods, whatever it is, like just stop, just stop leaking. Yeah. And that goes a long way too. I love that. Just stop it. Just, just stop doing that. <laughs> Love it. it reminds me there's a video out from Bob Newhart where he's talking oh, yeah. about the, the stop it video from Bob Newhart. Just Google Great. it. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm afraid I'm going to be buried alive. Stop it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's something that you've discovered about yourself along your journey that's helped you to grow as an entrepreneur? Well, this was, this is kind of interesting. Recently, I was talking with uh, an Akashic Records reader who is a galactic historian. Mm. So she has over several hundred readings sort of pieced together uh, in our galaxy, in the Milky Way, this, this history of human evolution, which, uh, if you're hearing this for the first time, has happened in many star systems. And mm. she told me, oh, you have sort of a core soul from the Arcturian system which mm -hmm. uh, explains kind of like the seven, uh, it matches so well with how I'm showing up in life. And it just felt, uh, you know, they're, they're here to expand people's minds and they love technology and exciting new ideas. And I was like, yeah, that does sound like yeah. me. So I was like, you know, uh, I think anybody could take, take or leave that type of information, but I, it resonates for me. So, so mm -hmm. I feel empowered in a way um, partly by, by also thinking like, I have a very specific intent for being here on earth right now. So I might as well show up and do my best because this was my plan all along. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Totally sounds like a seven to me. <laughs> Innovative into technology, moving fast all the time. Makes sense. <laughs> oh my gosh, Derek, I have loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your wisdom. And as always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? A long time ago, I wrote my own I Have a Dream speech. 
-hmm. which I, I used to read out loud and copy off of Martin Luther King, like his, his fierceness of delivery. Mm -hmm. And the, the one part of it that's just coming up for me right now is this vision of like sitting around a campfire and, and what that represents to me is uh, again, like being in service of this human experience, but there's, there's like the appreciation of the magic of being alive, of mm. being in nature, of being in community and around that campfire, there's like elders and young people and, and, you know, keeping important traditions alive and sacred moments and uh, like having wisdom go up and down the lineage. And so, you know, that's something that, that I'm working on again, like building this community. Uh, there's, there's so much to take from, from all of our heritage as uh, native peoples around the world and all these things that, that I think have gotten left out of modern society that I would love to see reintegrated into our experience. I love that. The magic of being alive. I like that. That's good. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show today, Derek. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and wish to expand the message of unity consciousness, please share this episode, leave a review, and of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information in your own life and business, check out our website or contact us for more information. It is time for us all to seize our personal power, come into unity, and create massive impact together. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.